0: A few days ago, in search of getting an offbeat guest, I was dialing a few numbers, and then got this person on my line. At first she told me she can't talk too much, but later we ended up talking for two hours, from neuroscience to Cinderella. That's how wide the spectrum was. I do know I may sound unrealistic, but I can prove you wrong, as I got Deepakshi in this podcast with same energy. This is Anirudh, talk of thought will start right about. hello deepakshi thanks for coming in the podcast
1: hi anirudh how are you doing
0: i am great how, how how are you
1: i am i am doing great this lockdown has been very you know useful for me i've got so much time to think about so many things and learn new things now
0: oh, what the, what are things did you learn
1: i actually came through an interesting topic called criminal psychology Ooh. It is, yeah, I know, uh, it is like totally different from what college activities that I do. So I thought, okay, let's learn something new. And I came to know about human mind and how it works. It's actually so fascinating. You wouldn't believe it.
0: I, I You know what, actually, you will not believe. But I always used to think, uh, like, uh, I would never studied criminal psychology, like any books related to it. But I always used to think like whenever this rape cases or like murder used to happen, I always used to think that uh, why is that person doing in certain way? Like what are their objectives? And whenever I used to tell to my friend, they they will be like, you know, don't be a weirdo dude. Like just forget about the topic. Can't you be normal?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, we define normal as, you know, people which most society do. So if people look at death or anything in a different way, like instead of, you know, being all sympathetic and, oh, poor thing. But then we look like, why are they doing this? Which we are actually supposed to, because then only we can understand, you know, like the whole story behind a particular crime scene. So that's why I thought, okay, what are like the different angles to human brain? That, that is why I thought, okay, I would look into criminal psychology a
0: bit. Okay, so like, did you get into any insights or like anything you studied interesting?
1: Yeah, actually, criminal psychology, they don't like immediately start with, uh, you know, um, serial killers and maniacs and all those kind mm. of uh, homicidal people who think only about killing others. Mm. They start with like petty things like theft. And larceny and then people who destroy property. Why do they do this? So particular people do it because they don't have something, like theft. You don't have something, the lack of need gives you the passion to take it from someone who has it.
0: Yeah, true. Objective of them is that they don't have it and they need to satisfy their desire. So they just take it from others.
1: Yeah, so a theft happens like uh, intentionally and unintentionally and people think that okay like kleptomania hmm. kleptomania people do it unintentionally like they just want to take it they it is not useful for them but then they just hmm. take it because it's there and the desire is their mind is telling them that it's so beautiful it's so pretty it's, it's nice why don't you take it Keep it to yourself. You don't. You don't need to. You know, be all honest about it uh, and not uh, take it away because it's it's something your like subconscious eats you away and tells you that yeah you have to take it because it it makes your life feel better.
0: Yeah, true, and I also like you know when I was going through like whenever like news whenever I read news there was this really big case Nirbhaya case right.
1: Haan, at, at that,
0: yeah, at that time, the way it was being portrayed, like the way it got the flashlight, I thought that, you know, everyone were talking about like justice, all those things. But later, I still remember like after that uh, Nirbaya case, after a few days, there was a case, like there was a rape in in Mumbai, like in Shakti Mil. uh Oh, so what happened was after that rape happened, like after like after one or two hours, police reached and those people were all still there in that place. And then oh. and then I got to thinking that whenever we tell that, you know, raise punishment from seven years to fourteen years, all this, uh yeah, that we really. try to put regulations, the criminals won't probably like when they commit a crime, they will not think that they will get caught. Like even for one year they will not think. That's the reason they do, right?
1: Exactly. It's like uh their desire surpasses all the, you know, corporal punishments that, uh, you know, the judicial system gives. So it is like these kind of people think that whatever they want, they have to have it. So some of it, it is because they don't have it. So they get motive. That is Hmm. the first thing, motive. And second thing is the intention. The amount of uh, passion they have in their mind it drives them to do it. Otherwise, see, even say if I didn't have a Rolex watch Hmm. and I feel bad, like, ah, I don't have a Rolex watch. Oh, look at those, you know, big shot people wearing it. It's so classy, but then it does. There's no like clear intention for me to go and steal it. Like I, there's no desire Hmm. that, that that ultimate desire that you want that. Yeah. It should not be with him. It should be with me because I value it more. Hmm. So I treasure it more. So that's why they take it away. So even life, people take it away because they think that they deserve it and the other person who is living in a flesh and blood Mm. body doesn't
0: deserve to be there. Yeah, And uh, this comes to like, you know, most of the serial killers, like with them, right? Like their mind doesn't work accordingly to their intelligence. They think more primitively from their primitive brain and they go through their desires.
1: Exactly. Like but they're not
0: sure. Like, uh, like, good and bad are completely subjective. But for them, at that point of time, like, there is a serial killer called Ted Bundy. Do you know him?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah very yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah, Ted Bundy in the United States. Like, he, like, if you look at him, it looks like he's so charming. He's so, like, yeah, he, like a normal person. Yeah, he's normal person. And the irony is, he was actually an assistant director of some crime investigation place, like, where he is supposed to, you know, look over the suicide cases and try to make it uh, less relatively yeah. compared to previous years. And mm-hmm. uh, if you look at his background, like, uh, he, the way he was grown from childhood, it had a major effect on him and the way he went through all the massacres that he did in the United States is like it It automatically proves our a point that it's their intentions and their intelligence are hijacked by all the desires they have.
1: Yeah, true. But then if you see Ted Bundy, actually he had a very, very traumatic childhood. But then uh, instead of talking about it to someone, he decided to kill women. And have sex with them after they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's called necrophilia. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and, yeah. and that he is, used to chop the heads and put it as a trophy. Thinking trophy, that, as that a trophy. trophy yeah.
1: yeah. It would either be their hand or their head, whichever he finds the most fascinating. It would be hmm. any body part which he finds most fascinating as a trophy. Like, yes, I did this. This is a sort of achievement for him. Hmm that is why most most people think that uh, serial killers are you know driven only to kill people which is not true they think that uh, serial killers have no empathy at all actually they do but their empathy is so so small that it it just vanishes away like the uh, people have said that moments before they try to kill that person they feel sad for that person mm. So they would think that for a second, oh, I am going to take this person's life away. He won't exist anymore on this planet. And then there, yeah, the primitive desire, it, comes up, it just comes out and then they start uh, doing what they usually do, like cut their body parts or kill them or just stab them and finish it. So some of them just stab and finish because they want to finish it quickly. Okay. They do not want to enjoy it so those kind of serial killers actually have empathy but there are serial killers who have no empathy at all and they are called psychopaths oh. and the irony is all psychopaths are not killers people think that anyone who is a psychopath is a killer but that's not true
0: really like uh, they are they can be sadists, right like sadists are also a type yeah, of psychopaths yeah they are
1: narcissistic and sadist but They can also be your CEO. They could also be a lawyer. They could also be a doctor. They could be anyone. But unless they have the intention to kill someone and uh, say if that person is coming in their way and uh, say if they are trying to compete with this person and if it goes to a level where they think that he is hindering my progress, he is hindering my life. So that's when they uh their true you know primitive desire comes out and they kill them so all psychopaths are not necessarily serial killers and all serial killers are not psychopaths hmm.
0: that, that, that that's the place where we can you know actually start uh, investigating like i also feel like whenever the murder or rape cases happen right right now the major portion are done by people who did not have a criminal background or they were fine at just because at one particular time they were not sober and their their compulsion, like their mindset wasn't right and they did something really wrong. Exactly. And, and I feel we humans, like I know it's completely, it, it, it's more horrible, but we humans should uh, try to deal with it more logically than emotionally. Because, yeah. uh, for example, if you're going on a way of snake, or a, a diseased person, the chances of you getting attacked by them, or you being a victim, or so much. But, yeah,
1: the chances are so high that you know that you are going to die.
0: Yeah, that's the and I feel all these people, like the rapists or anyone who who does commit a crime, they should be treated like a diseased one. Like they should be a proper panel of psychiatrists trying to analyze their brain. And then, you know, we can take, like, I, I'm pretty sure the crime will not completely come down, but relatively it may come down.
1: Yeah, at least we can try to understand them. Like, see, we are all social animals, right? And mm. most of us think that, yeah, we are normal, but that's not true. Psychology says that no one is normal. No one can be called or defined normal. Like, yes, there are a set of criteria and you fit all of them. That is not true because every human has a quirk. He has Mm -hmm. a weird uh, liking or a weird uh, thing or a fancy, which he is scared to show to the outer public because he wants to fit in the society. So the thing is, people feel like uh, they are being left out because of this particular uh, out of the ordinary thing or out of the ordinary opinion that they have. So they try to hide it and in their subconscious it eats them away and that's how their primitive instincts come out. And it desires them and drives them to do certain things which they finally realize that okay, it's so unspeakable and it's so horrifying that they feel like okay, I am, I am a bad person. Which is not true because in the first place the society doesn't make us understand each other we are supposed to be communicating to each other in general terms but not about our feelings which is wrong we should actually open up about our what do you say our weird things or you know
0: the other side of the brain where we think that you know when we think that we are not this is not uh, right this might be true Yeah. yeah So, if
1: it is like that, then that's when people will actually live more harmoniously and crime will come down. Just because people keep, you know, hiding their, you know, emotions, you know, having a fake smile or a mask in front of them so that their real, their real themselves are not being seen. So, that's when in secret they do. All the horrifying things which they are not supposed to do, like by, you know, the law or the, you know, moral ethics and everything, Mm -hmm. it eats them away. And that's why they are equivalent to dead people, because they are not living their life. They are just faking the entire thing. It's like some movie wherein you're supposed to be this character but deep down you're not that person
0: uh, that, that's true and i feel that you know whenever a person like you know a serial killer or any criminal is born they go through like this logic i have observed a lot like many of the people have made statements also that like we for example we are conditioned in a particular way like uh, when we kill a goat or a chicken it doesn't make you feel very big crime but when a person goes and tries to kill a puppy, at that time you'd look at him like, a, you know, a sadist. Or uh, he has gone mad. Because yeah. we're conditioned in a way. Coming to this psycho killers, for them, the level is even higher. Like, it's not animals, it's directly humans. And exactly. I think, and, and, and think that there is no differentiation between all of these people. Like, all these animals too. Like, they are killing these little animals and we are killing the humans. What's the point? And Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, and the, and the way humans treated them, like the way they were treated in the school or in the home, everything makes them feel more agitated towards the human race and they feel like killing them.
1: Yeah, because most killers think that emotions are not their forte. Like, it's not their thing. I mean, why emotions? We can use our brains to think, but not to empathize with anyone. So they shut their EQ level so much that actually their IQ becomes so high that their intention of good and bad becomes like black and white. For them, there is no gray area at all.
0: Yeah, it is actually true. Yeah, and uh, like when we read, right, like I feel criminology is like a subject where you go into terms like uh, which is not at all normal and trying to understand them because mind is something that is not like you know if you give an action there would be a reaction you would expect everyone has their own consciousness and based on those consciousness and conditioning the way they act would be different yeah
1: cause and effect kind of thing
0: yeah cause and effect and kind of understanding that it's really difficult and I feel Psychiatry, psychology, neuroscience, these are like those subject areas where developments are there at every time, more rapidly than any other field because it's always changing. Like every theory you get up with, there would be some other theory trying to prove that you are wrong.
1: Exactly. And there is actually a sociopath who kills people who smiles at him. What? Just because they smiled at him, he felt attacked he felt, oh my God, what is this? He, to him, a person smiling at him didn't seem normal hmm. because he was usually looked down on. Like uh, people used to hate him, used to show anger on him or hatred or contempt. And he was shocked when he saw someone smiling at him that he drove to kill that person. Like you do not exist because you're not normal. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so
1: this is, is, yeah, this is so surprising, right?
0: Yeah, it's so surprising. And uh, like, and I'm just curious that like, what is the objective behind that act?
1: Exactly. The thing is for psychopaths, it's like, uh, you are coming in my way and i do not want anyone in my way so that's why it, to them people who interact with them a lot and who try to reach out to them like say uh, hey dude i want to help you uh, should, can i help you with this but actually psychopaths they like to be alone mm-hmm. so if you come and constantly keep you know offering your help or being nice to them they find it as an annoying Uh, a loud
0: noise kind of thing so
1: they would be like you know what you should be extinguished so you should be removed so they kill them
0: and I feel this loneliness is one of the you know one of the things that everyone looks at them in a different way like if a person is calm like if a person wants to spend like we should understand when a person is feeling lonely and when a person wants some space
1: exactly see loneliness and solitude they are you know always like confused and people think that who are always alone, they are like sad, ayo paavam. Yeah, but it's one of the
0: stereotypes that I, that I always, you know, understood that, you know, it's the biggest stereotype that a person who is calm, who doesn't speak much, doesn't have much to tell, he's an introvert and, uh, you know, he's lonely and depressed. This is one of the yeah, biggest stereotypes. But that
1: is actually not true because we think that yeah, whatever we want to do, we can do it ourselves. We don't need anyone's help. We don't we don't need interaction to solve our problems. So since they have that self sufficiency inside them, they mm. think that okay, I am all alone and I'm happy with it. And this is this is more uh, peaceful for me than being in a group of say ten or twenty people. Yeah,
0: uh, true. For and- them, that
1: is noise. That is like a disturbance kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Everyone's, you know, ability, like everyone's choice is different. Like they in their life, how many people they want, that many itself is fine. Like more than that, it's just like a disturbance, I feel.
1: Yeah, and the uh, surprising thing is people who like kill, they think that, oh, there are people who kill as a hobby. It is oh. their hobby. And when they were interrogated there was this man who told that I am killing people because it gives me fun and I like doing it. That's what you call a hobby, right? And hmm. this is my hobby. What is wrong with it? And at that time, the police officers didn't know how to react to this.
0: Yeah, that's like killing for a hmm. sake of thrill. The objective, uh, like the worth of that thrill is really way too much and he will be punished for sure.
1: Exactly. And that is that is even more surprising and shocking to see. You You see a person who has killed, like, say, 25 people or 30 people. And then he says, I did it for fun. And it was so nice. I felt good after doing it. And it's a hobby. Why not? You guys have hobbies like singing, dancing. I'm having this. And what is wrong with that? And, uh... and for him, it, he thinks that anyways, there are, you know, billions of people. So, if I kill this one person, it's like 0.0001% of the whole population as if it's going to make a big difference. That That's how, uh, what do you say, laid back they were. And yeah. they thought that was normal.
0: And And do you think, you know, the psychopaths or the serial killers and cannibals are kind of similar?
1: Actually, serial killers... They, there like, are actually different types, like serial killers. There, there is actually a person who kills so many people because they're all connected and collectively they have done some harm to him
0: or her. Okay. So, like, see the thing, I'm not talking about those people who went through trauma or they have an objective of killing a person, like a revenge or vengeance. Haan,
1: vengeance. Haan. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm talking about, you know, cannibals because I feel cannibals, what is their objective to, you know, kill a person, cook and eat.
1: Yeah, that is a whole different angle of a human mind. Actually, you will find it so shocking that our prefrontal lobe that hmm. is important for our, you know, memorizing our things. Yeah, yeah. And in brain,
0: it is divided into three types and in which the our intelligence, the ra- rational thinking goes through prefrontal lobe, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And in that, it has actually been imprinted on them that their food is other humans. What? Yes, actually. And they think that since it's so normal to them, it is it is natural for them to kill another person and eat it like as if we are having masala dosa. Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. They will be having masala humans, only humans?
1: Yeah. Uh, it is very, very shocking to see... Uh, a person who kills another person and eats it as his daily 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 staple food oh
0: have, like i feel there are like even some tribes in india i guess i don't i actually i'm not sure but uh, there are people uh, there is a tribe called aghoris right oh yeah they they kind of eat human flesh but what they want to tell is They want to rise above the thing of, uh, you know, thinking that they are humans. Like, of course, they are humans, but they want to raise above this. Like, they don't want to seek approval from a caste. They don't want to seek approval from a religion. They don't want to seek approval from a gender and at last from the race itself. They want to feel that they are above all these things and to represent that they eat human flesh.
1: Yeah, because we think that humans are at the top of the ecosystem cycle. Yeah, that's true. And that is actually, yeah, it is funny how we, you know, have so much of inventions and so many things like ammunition to protect us from wild animals. So we show the dominance over them. The level of the uh, fittest. Yeah, and so cannibals think that they are even more superior than humans. Like they have touched another level. Wherein they are eating humans, so basically they are dominating them.
0: But they themselves are humans, right? They can eat their own tribe people too?
1: Uh, no. Surprisingly, tribesmen in, you know, certain areas who practice cannibalism, they do not kill people who with whom they have an emotional connection with. Oh,
0: yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. So
1: uh, they think that, okay, you are one of our own, so obviously I won't harm you. Because their conscious mind would say that, yeah, you know, you're my brother. How can I kill you? You are my blood. Obviously, we are. We both are superior to other humans. So it's other, like they are like some low life, a step below kind of thing.
0: Uh, got it. So it's more like, uh, like if you actually put it down in points about what all we discussed, it just comes at last to some insecurity complexes and superiority complexes. Actually, you will
1: be surprised that people like, uh, you know, uh, psychopaths and sociopaths, we think that they are like gods kind of thing because they have only IQ, there is no EQ. And for them, if they did any sort of test, they would be the topper or they would get the highest marks, or they would do any challenge like as if it's nothing. And it is so surprising that, we they we think that they are their only intention is to kill other people that is not true hmm. their intention is to be above everyone else because they have that narcissistic tendencies like they think yes i am i am this person i am superlative to other people i am special so if someone similar to them like say if another talented person comes shows up and says that yeah even i can do this then that's when rage comes in. So they're like, there cannot be another me. How is that possible? So you need to, you know, not exist in this planet anymore.
0: That this all things come boils down to the way they are brought up in childhood and the way they exactly.
1: Are... And all of this and uh, the thing is behind every kill a person makes. It is because of the small tiny fear that they had when they were a child or when they were an adolescent or when they were an adult that scarred them so badly. So they mask that fear. So I told you, right? Like in okay. societies, we are not ready to show the real ourselves. So since they do not want to show their fear because it makes them feel vulnerable, their, their wall is so strong that they, it can drive them. To kill another person. So that their image or their vulnerability is not shown.
0: That that all makes this big mess in the whole world.
1: Yeah, I think this will clear up, you know, the whole perspective of seeing uh, death, for instance. Because when someone dies, normally people would be like, oh, that's so sad. But to me, it is like, what would be the actual story behind this and what made that person to do this and what did this guy do to that guy yeah. now that he's dead
0: and most of the people don't think in this way at all
1: exactly and there are rapists who think that uh, because they can do such things to a woman they feel superior and it you know it pacifies their ego yeah Yeah, and for some rapists, it's because their mother or their sister had ill-treated them so much. So they want to show that anger out of any woman, any woman for that matter. So so that they get the superiority feeling that, yes, now you cannot dominate me. I know you did in the past, but you cannot do this to me. So they have this uh, kind of, uh, you know, vengeance in a very, you know, disturbing way. Uh,
0: This all, you know, it happens mostly with the serial rapists. Like, whenever uh, there is a pattern of killing any person or any, like, you know, there is a pattern, I guess this will be the main reason, like something related to childhood. But most of the cases that we look into, like, daily, it would be, I guess, mostly based on a compulsion basis. Like, on that time, their intelligence is hijacked by their desires. Never, not in their own senses, like they thought they could easily get away.
1: That is true, but people who have no emotions at all, it is just like another episode in their life. See, for those people, there is no pattern. He just wants to try new things and killing happens to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like, okay, I am now in a hotel and okay, I this person seems to be really annoying to my sight or to my, uh, you know, my image or anything. And they decide, yeah, this, this guy doesn't deserve to live. For them, everything is black and white. You either live or die. So it is like that. And they decide to kill this person. And in psychopaths, the, you know, derivation of pattern is literally impossible. Because every if if he is a say if he loves traveling, for him every new kill will be a new method. So you can never track him. But there are certain uh, psychopaths who are you know re, you know they have a regimen. like it should be this way so that I don't get
0: caught. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. So there are like two different things, and it's so surprising that we think okay psychopaths think only in this way, but that's not true. They have their own passions. They have different things like other normal people do. But then killing also becomes one of them. And in certain cases, psychopaths actually gel with normal people. You cannot know that he is a psychopath. And he would be all like obsessive saying, yes, I am the best. But he will never say that out loud. Mm. Deep down, you'll be thinking, yeah, these low lives are talking about this party, about this event. What is this? All of that is useless and they don't know it. I know it. So I'm greater, obviously. Mm. So uh, psychopaths need not be killers. They can actually be anyone, but it is actually representing a person who doesn't have the tendency to show empathy at okay. all. So for him, uh, say, if uh, his friend got affected in a car accident, he wouldn't care. Because to him, relationships have no meaning at okay. all. So he would never feel love at
0: oh. all. Oh. So it's most probably more like emotions or zero, whereas intelligence is really high.
1: Intentions can intelligence. be... Intelligence. So, oh yeah, intelligence is like super high. They are above normal. Like they can predict the future, they can uh, solve a puzzle in like few seconds or something, and they can crack the Rubik's cube. Oh,
0: cool. So, did yeah. you did you read about all this, or did you watch any documentaries? Like, where did you find this all information?
1: Uh, at first, I was a little into, uh, you know, crime thriller movies, and then it went into, you know, psychological thrillers, wherein we they show different angles to a human mind, like how a person can be driven if he oh. just has passion in him. Oh. So, uh, after watching those kind of movies, especially Hollywood, uh, have you heard of Silence of the Lambs? No, I, heard very... of, I
0: heard that movie. Yeah, Yeah, and all of
1: uh, Christopher Nolan's movies are the best. And uh, he portrays human beings as a, you know, big crux of so many different angles, which we cannot, like, think about. And and normally people will be in denial about it. But curious people, they want to know the, you know, the backstory of a particular thing. And they just want to know more. So, for those people, these kind of things become all attractive. So, they tilt towards, you know, crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. And you know, actually, you, you should also look into, like, since you're interested in, you know, criminology, you should also have a side of, you know, stereotypes. Because yeah. I feel like the way they brought, the, it's like a humor and curiosity. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: like when you look, that is true. When you look into, like, when you read some, like, of course, at one point of time, that may that may have made sense, but uh, I don't think yeah. so, like this time there, are like, some stereotypes that really make sense. Like the thing that yeah. you know, like, after are... watching,
1: yeah, after watching like so many movies, I thought, okay, if I read a few theses about so many, you know, psychologists, we can understand and many psychologists say that stereotypes are actually a truth which was in the past but now it is a lie
0: That that's true yeah and the way they think that you know all mexicans are gangsters russians are like <laughs> macho and indians yeah. are nerds.
1: nerds yeah we are all those padaku types and uh, we are all bookish knowledge which is actually not true the thing is each person is unique and each person is different. But then we are all like clubbed together because of a particular, you know, race, caste, and gender, and of course, uh, nationality. Because we are living in the geographical location. Yeah, that's true. You know. And uh, the thing is, stereotypes at one point of time it was actually true in a, you know, in in a majority uh, area, but. Then now if we look, like after decades, it is just a, you know, stupid statement that people make so that they think that they are they know about this person. They just don't want to go out of their comfort zone and uh, say that, oh, I didn't know about this. People are scared to say, I don't know. That's That's why stereotypes come in. Uh,
0: That's true. And the the reason that we need to, you know, the reason we have to tell sometimes that, I don't know, can you explain, is because... uh, Unless and until we tell that, we will not actually know the reason, like the reason that you're doing some activity. Instead of just being one person in many, when you question an authority or a belief, at that time you will understand and actually value it truly.
1: Exactly. So we think that if we show them that we didn't know something, we'll get mocked at, we'll be ridiculed. They'll say, hey, this also you don't know and you've been with me for so many days or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we seek so,
1: for approval. Yeah, we seek for approval. And that is that is a particular quality which no one should have. Because people pleasing is a very, it's such a negative, uh, you know, quality. It is actually negative for us. We okay. feel bad. It's not about the others. We don't need to care about the others. It is because our mind and our heart feels dejected because we are not our own selves.
0: Oh, we try true. to
1: impress people, which is not correct.
0: And most of the stereotypes have, uh, you know, a religion as a backup and that goes through in that way. Like it, uh, the backup is religion and they tell that, you know, doing this thing would please some uh, eternal entity.
1: Yeah, that is true. All of that comes from a particular tradition that someone started or a trend and then it just keeps continuing. And people think, oh, that is still true. But it is not because people change, they evolve.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, I personally feel like when you look at, uh, you know, the religion or from a perspective of God, everything that we go through right now in life and you have uh, that backup of religion with yourself without actually knowing it will surely make you, you know, a person who is not sure about his own life.
1: Exactly. And you will be surprised. uh, People who are in Poland and Finland, Hmm. they think that uh, they are extremely Catholic because of the war crimes that had happened. So their faith in God is so strong that you cannot uh, say that, you know what, Jesus doesn't exist. So if you say that, They'll think that they'll immediately kill you or, oh, you know, seriously? yeah, or hurt you or uh, they'll just, you know, throw you out of the country because they think that uh, God is is there and he saved me from, uh, you know, a disaster called war. And now I'm so blessed that he is there. So these people are highly religious mm. and but... Japanese are very conservative Very conservative. Like if if we are supposed to touch elder people's feet, right? Mm, So sometimes we'll be all lags and we'll be, uh, you know, joking around with our elders. Mm. You know, uh, make fun of them or tease them. But in Japanese culture, they cannot tease an elderly person. And if they tease them, they are, you know, given a corporal punishment for it. Mm. To show that elders are always supposed to be respected no matter what.
0: And the thing is uh, whenever whenever I look at the crime that happens to religion, it probably makes me think that, you know, people who does that crime actually did not actually understand the true essence of that religion because none yeah, of the like religions. Yeah, yeah. Like religion never teaches you to kill someone. Right. The yeah. only point is to spread love, right? And yeah, be on and the ethical ground.
1: And harmony, yeah.
0: Uh, and but all the people that we follow, I feel that we look, we take over those parts which have fun and we doesn't, we don't even care about those parts which actually have some responsibility, obligation towards us.
1: Yeah, that is true. I mean, if someone, say, uh, uh, got uh, a disease, uh, immediately he's not given any treatment. He's just isolated in a place. That's it. You know what? God has made you to die now and it is your clock is ticking so that's it we are not going to interact with you anymore because uh what if we touch you and then you know we are also being cursed by god kind of thing yeah. which is absurd so that's when you know medicine started evolving after that like yeah we, a person can be cured and it is not a god's curse that made them to die yeah
0: that's true because when we actually you know when we when we question something, like when we act, the major argument that people put forward is that uh, everything should have someone who should create it. Like, there should be someone who should be a person, like, everything that we are living right now is so perfect that it doesn't feel like it has evolved.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Uh, like, there's
1: no loophole at
0: all. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is no loophole at all. Like, uh, the ecosystem, the food chain, everything is so perfectly organized. And we feel that, you know, there must be someone like some extra intelligence making us uh, work in this. When you, do you know this theory is the a simulation theory? Simulation what theory? Uh, simulation. simulation, yeah, simulation. right. Yeah, huh. Simulation theory.
1: Yeah, that is actually interesting. We think that a particular people are all the same because they follow this culture. And we think that that culture is weird and ours is superior
0: yeah that's completely i feel it's out of blue thing because uh the final end point that i feel a person like who believes in god doesn't believe in god at last what it actually matters is what you're giving in the society
1: humanity
0: exactly yeah, humanity and when it you all were, comes down to that yeah boils down to that and most of the people don't even know that like how to be a human like people on like you know Every time they pray to God, everything, what we're actually doing is worshipping that person's idea, like characteristics. That and
1: is- they think that after doing whatever they have done, they think that okay this will cancel off all of that. Yeah. Like it'll nullify the bad that they did and you know, uh, good things that they did are like brownie points. Like yeah, it's oh, like yes, a cheat now code. I go to heaven. Paka. Yeah.
0: A cheat code to go to heaven is like go to this particular place or do something, do something, and then it will automatically cleans all the negative or bad stuff that a person has committed. Exactly, which is absurd.
1: It is surreal, actually. See, how can we say that this I did this and it is wrong, and I know. But then I decide, okay, I'll ask for forgiveness to God. I'll confess to Him. Because obviously, if we confess to the law or to the other person whom we have affected, we'll be punished. But if we say, oh God, please forgive me. I did this really, really bad thing. And now I, I feel terrible. And God suddenly, you know, blesses you with uh, you know, uh, say a spell or a boon, and then he says, Yeah, all you, are forgi- you have asked for forgiveness now. Uh, yeah, now you're good to go. You're a good human being again. Your slate is clean, which is not true, it is not the correct way of doing it.
0: Yeah, that's some I completely agree with that because uh, whatever position that we are in, whatever activity we are doing, if you think that there will be some e- eternal being who will just forgive you if you do some little work. It doesn't, like, you know, make a real sense. Like, I personally feel if you eliminate any type of... Just eliminate uh, a country like patriotism and uh, religion from the world. And tell me one biggest war that happened. There will be nothing. Like, because just because of, like, why did Hitler kill that many Jews? Because he felt uh, the Nazis were way greater than them. He felt superior.
1: And plus Jews are all bad.
0: Yeah, that's the reason. So, like, uh, if if that feeling was in there that he's a Nazi, like those other people were Jews, hey, that killing would may not happen. The reason terrorism, like terrorists are formed. This is the same reason. But then right?
1: uh, there are like certain aspects of religion which needs to be there. The correct process is we do not just stop, you know, asking, like, oh, God, please let me pass in 10th, but we have to make actual effort. We have to do some real effort into passing it so that we feel that, okay, our ego is not being inflated. It is yeah. just to keep our ego in check. Yeah. So that's why we have this person who is like supernatural, he is into immortality, he doesn't eat food, water, drink, he is the you know beginning and the end and everything.
0: Yeah, so and, uh... we
1: have this person whom we think that, yeah, we are not that. And we shouldn't, you know, think that we are the greatest person in the ecosystem. So that's why a religion was born. And initially, it was just one God. And then it just got segregated into so many, you know, different angles. And then there were so many imagery, you know, uh, what kind it. of deities yeah sub subdivisions for it and then there, there was nature related into it like uh, a tsunami came yeah it is god's doing yeah, he's showing anger on us yeah
0: uh, and actually the reason that we go through that way is also because we consider nature as also a godly thing right Yeah, because it's not in our control. Yeah, yeah, it's not in our control. And uh, and the nature behaves in a certain way. It it may have some reasons behind also, like uh, a heavy deforestation. That may lead to like a natural disaster after a few years. And we tend to say that God is angry. And actually, if you look at like the metaphorically, it probably means the same. Like you did something like, you know, wasn't according to the nature and then nature hits you back
1: yeah it's just cause and effect
0: yeah cause and effect relationship but when we tell that this is completely supernatural it's not true there is a reason like a science behind it
1: yeah like there is physics involved there
0: yeah that's true and i feel that whenever you go through this way right whenever you try to think logically and put an emotions in check like of course you should be emotionally inclined because that adds intensity at every point of our life but when you work through intelligence, it probably answers most of the questions.
1: Yeah, we should keep our, you know, thinking skills separate and our emotional skills separate. Both of them do not go together. There we need to see in an emotional angle. We should not bring logic there
0: because yeah, that's true. it
1: wouldn't make sense. And vice versa. So because most people are inclined to, you know, putting their emotions first because we are all social animals. It will disrupt the entire you know perspective of a particular thing
0: that's true by on based on the situation on based on the priority, a person should take decisions that can actually you know help it help to go through many situations instead of being biased to separate things,
1: yeah, we have so much of favoritism, and then suddenly now recently there's so much of nepotism yeah, yeah that is completely.
0: <laughs> Like after that incident, like everyone One started incident. talking Yeah, talking about mental health. Everyone started talking about many, many things.
1: Yeah. And what people don't understand is we don't need therapists to, you know, uh, get our problems to be solved. We just have to talk to our peers or our parents or our family and you know things get sorted automatically on their own yeah,
0: but because like don't sometimes talk, that's yeah, yeah. the problem the thing is we should understand when you have to go to something you know professional help and when you need to have you know like the help from the peers like uh, whichever is a comfortable way because what happens is sometimes like the clima- clinical depression it's mostly because of uh, your chemicals in brain are going in another way like you know high of serotonin less of dopamine something like that
1: yeah,
0: in like, so per- go, yeah. Serotonin. like that happens at that time like i guess clinical depression a person goes through at that time going from a professional is fine but you know when it actually comes like when a person actually goes through a depression like the mental health that we are talking right now it can probably be prevented you know at initial stages itself. in early stage itself
1: yeah exactly
0: uh, if that is not there, like otherwise every time I'm telling, I'm telling you, right? It's just about an uh, incident coming on flashlight or not. It just
1: triggers you. That's
0: it. Yeah, the way it is portrayed, that that that's all that actually matters.
1: Yeah, and then there is always like a reason. There is always a reason for a particular thing, but then we uh, try to normalize it. Saying that, yeah, this should be the reason. Isn't it obvious? But that wouldn't have been. Because most of us want to, you know, get uh, get closer than the truth. We just want it to end. We don't want to know the actual truth. Because yeah. we don't want to put extra efforts when we know that the end result might not be to our liking.
0: Yeah, that's true. When we go through that way, right, that is a place when conflict in mind comes.
1: Yeah, and then uh, our entire, you know, our principles and our early opinions, they all get all juggled up in our head and we suddenly get totally confused and blank.
0: That's true. Our, like I feel in this quarantine, our interest in criminology, psychology, everything, has given it a is. wide perspective of life. Yeah,
1: it has shown so many more angles to things. And uh, we think that yeah, life is so simple. And uh, the irony is we are the ones who complicate it. And we think that it it in itself is simple. But we forget that we are also a part of it.
0: Yeah, so it's true. actually
1: complex and simple. It is only based on the perspective.
0: Uh, the tool that, that you're using, like the way you look at it. it exactly. Is, uh, like actually looking from a broad perspective, it's simple. Like you have some job, you do that job, There is there are some answers. If you go through a problem, there is solution. If there is no solution, you don't have to do anything. You go with the flow. This sounds simple. But when, you know, there is a juggling of emotions, priorities, favoritism, conditioning, and all these things comes up, your whole uh, limbic system messes up.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, the people are uh, like a particular stage wherein you can call some someone perfect is when they are babies. Yeah, that's true. They are true. Just perfect. They are so perfect with literally nothing in their head and nothing in their heart. So it's all pure. Yeah,
0: that's completely true. Whenever and they are babies.
1: Yeah, and they are. Uh, ironically, babies have the highest EQ. Oh, what really? Yeah, yeah when a baby is around, it uh, you know intentionally or unintentionally, it makes you laugh. It makes the whole surrounding happier. Uh,
0: but it doesn't actually mean they have EQ, right? Because it's uh, it's just their presence. And our conditioning in mind that, you know, babies are cute and like they actually spread happiness that makes you happy.
1: Huh, but that is us, right? It is yeah. our perspective. But babies, they can sense if you are feeling sad or if you are feeling angry and if you are not okay. That's why when, say, uh, parents are yelling next to a kid, it immediately starts crying.
0: Yeah
1: because it knows that okay something is wrong here the environment is not you know in a merry way it is all down and low and someone is upset
0: oh. so yeah so apart from you know this topics what what are another topics that you researched about or learned in this quarantine
1: oh i learned how psychology you know uh, the working of a human mind is you know, related to the type of music that they listen to.
0: What? Really? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. But don't, yeah, I'm actually, you know, kind of turbulent right now because uh, most of the time, like the music that I listen to will be dependent on the mood rather than my mindset.
1: Exactly. So once upon a time, we thought, yeah, this is our favorite song. After like two, three years, we would just skip it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So uh, at that time, we would have said that, yes, pop is my favorite genre. Hmm. But that is then it, uh, that is actually subjective because after two, three years, you wouldn't like pop anymore. Hmm. And the basic ideology is people are categorized, I mean, the human mind is categorized into the comfort zones they are in. So some people like living in chaos Mm. and some people like living in solitude, in alone, in peace and calm area. And then there are people who are in between, like, you know, introverts, extroverts and ambiverts.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So extroverts are people who love chaos, listen to heavy metal, rap, jazz and uh, rock and punk and all those kind Where of... there are a lot of and beats and sound waves going high Lots of beats, pitch. lots of lyrics. They just like life to be on the go. Like, it has to be vibrant. And for them, melody is very boring.
0: Okay. Unless they go yeah. through a breakup.
1: <laughs> probably yeah when they go through a breakup they'll be like Lag gale, and all that so <laughs> but people who love calm and peace and tranquil more they're into melodies they're into you know Beethoven Chopin yeah, and right. they're into classical music and yeah, where uh, there,
0: is, there are not many lyrics but there is a calmness There's like the blend of music and lyrics are kind of easy to understand and you go through the same mind like consistency is there in the pitch
1: exactly for them tune is more important than lyrics for them lyrics has to be very poetic it has to be romantic and it has to like make their heart melt But it could also be in another way, wherein the lyrics can be all, you know, about life, about gentle things, which they really like to, you know, uh, indulge in. So it, it has to be mellow for them. And for the people who are in between, for them, they can either like this or that, but they have like certain preferences there. Too much of noise they can't handle and too much of, you know, slow tunes they can't handle. So it could be, you know, in between, like, rhythm and blues.
0: Yeah, got it.
1: And EDM and, mm-hmm. you know, light hip-hop. That, that's the kind of people, you know, most ambiverts would love. Oh,
0: that's cool. We we probably discussed all those like, you know, that deep, serious or, like, inside topics that normally people don't talk, uh, like, in the group, right?
1: Yeah, I bet people would think, you know, you and I are, totally
0: crazy of course like we yeah we can actually someone now <laughs> yeah we can actually name this podcast as like you know the weirdo talk
1: <laughs> yeah like uh okay we are crazy and you know you have to listen to stuff that you know normally people wouldn't listen to
0: yeah, that's true and i personally like i want to thank you because you know we are uh, you coming in the podcast and we actually talking about this in a public platform is really uh, a great step Yeah,
1: because we need to learn new things. That's the ultimate goal, right? And it was really nice, you know, talking to you and finally, you know, telling to someone about, you know, the crazy stuff that I do during lockdown.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm always ready to listen to, you know, anything that is out of the box. Like, I'm a really curious person. Out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Curiosity is something that makes you learn, right? That's why, and like talking to you, like, you know, gave me more and more uh, topics to actually research about.
1: Exactly. And it was so much fun, you know, talking about these things because it is, you know, interesting. And, uh, you know, how, you know, homicidal uh, maniacs think that, you know, killing is like a hobby. <laughs> and yeah. for me, understanding about killers, uh, it became like a hobby.
0: I uh, hope or, uh, uh, anyone study <laughs> kind of thing. I uh, hope all your friends, like you know, whenever they have doubts, they ask you from now how this thing goes on.
1: Yeah, hope they I don't hope get intimidated
0: so. or scared by you. Uh,
1: that is there, and uh, I hope they don't think that you know I will turn into one in future.
0: <laughs> hope so. Yeah, of course you will not. I hope so, you are great friend. So I don't think so. Like you, you would turn into one.
1: Hopefully, because, uh, you know, India is not, you know, the only country with the highest crime rate anyway. So I'm glad. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, of course, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: to... I know it's dark. It's very dark. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. It's actually dark. But we have, you know, a wide range of people, wide range of community. Like I feel like we live in a culture where turning into one is not that much, you know, possibility.
1: Yeah, because we are just, you know, understanding them doesn't mean that somewhere the, you know, their passion will become ours. That yeah, is yeah. only for people who want to, you know, continue a legacy yeah, yeah. or something so like that.
0: We are like a naturalist, like a naturalist Look at, looks at the snake, looks at like the where it's like the poison is coming from, where are the, those scales and all, but actually doesn't become a snake, right? <laughs> like it doesn't act like one.
1: Exactly. We just observe so first, and learn. We focus on the how and yeah. why. And instead of just seeing what and when and where, we see even the how and why perspective of it, which most people are scared to see or feel that, you know, it is not their kind of thing.
0: That's true. And uh, I, I, I thank you for coming in the podcast and talking here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Deepakshi, for coming.
1: Yeah, thank you too for, you know, giving me the opportunity to speak.
0: I'm honored. And any from anyone from the listeners who want to come and talk in the podcast, you can DM me in my Instagram handle. Talk of thought. And thanks for listening.